Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about our free discovery call. If you're unsure how to start or build a consistent brand, let's talk. Just go to danielleclarkcreative.com to book your free discovery call and see how you can create a brand that helps you win more customers and reach your goals. Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm Danielle Clark and this show is here to provide insights, techniques and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. Today, I am joined by Danny Allen Page, and Danny runs a marketing agency, but he's not like the others. Um, he likes to ensure that course creators and coaches get more attention, more leads, and more sales. And I've been following him for quite a while now on social media, and I'd, I have to say, your your videos are really engaging. Um, they get my attention all the time, so you definitely practicing what you preach. So, welcome to the show, Danny. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro. Appreciate it. Always. Thanks for following me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I probably started following you maybe back end of twenty twenty, maybe twenty twenty one, and yeah, I just it it was your videos really that just captured me. Initially, it was your carousels. Yeah. which I loved. They always had this really uh, engaging front page mm. that just got me. And from then, you know, th- that was it. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd get you on the show today because obviously this podcast is all about building better brands and you've built a brand, you've built a personal brand, you help other people do that as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get some insights and really just just help the listeners kind of learn from you and see what you're about and see how they can do some of the same thing so um sure. but to start off you know how how are things going uh yeah great question um how, how are things going things are going okay they're going okay and i say that because as an entrepreneur you're always trying to like my but my downfall is that i'm always trying to I don't celebrate any wins, therefore I'm always chasing an expectation, right? I'm always going that way. So I'm 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 never gonna be like, ah oh, yeah, everything's amazing. Um I'm always trying to push. So yeah, things are okay. Like I'm growing the business side. I want my passion is more to go down the coaching side. But the agency is just not in a position where I could just like leave it and it'll do its thing. So I'm trying to build the infrastructure now for the agency so that it can grow. So that I can then start being a coach as well. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you said you don't celebrate your wins. Terrible. Like, Absolutely terrible. My business terrible. coach is always going on at me to do that because I never used to. And then a week passes and a month passes and someone asks you how things are going. And, and you can't, you feel like you've been working and doing lots of stuff and you can't remember the good stuff. And then you're like, oh, what's what's actually been going on so what I do now is I write down three at the end of the day I write down three successes and they don't have to be big 
And then, like, um, so, like, last week I bought a gratitude journal because gratitude is something that I I think if, if everyone practised that, right, first thing in the morning, the world would just be such a better place. I know it sounds really yeah. like, but it really would. No, so, I don't. So I bought that and I said, right, I'm going to buy it if I get this client. I got the client, so I bought it. So that was me celebrating the win. And then I was like, right... I need to now make sure I'm writing this every day like I'm supposed to. I'm writing it every morning and every night. So I was like, right, if I write in it for a week, I'm going to reward myself. So now I've written it for a, written in it for a week and now I'm going to get myself mm. a new pair of trainers. Nice. <laughs> I just, nice. And it does help. It does help. Mm. Yeah. But it's... Um... I've, I've tried all... I've tried stuff like that. Mm. I do celebrate my wins... I just think people, uh, maybe it's me, like, I just, oh uh, yeah, I, I sometimes I just, like, there's, there's certain things that you should just, should be doing. Yeah. So, I think I've created a bad habit in just accepting that, like, okay, on to the next thing. It's not that I don't appreciate the win, it's yeah. not that I'm not grateful. Yeah. But I, I respond better, this is what I've come to realise about me, I respond better to negative than positive. That's interesting. Which is not always a good thing, right? Mm. But the the positive, I would much rather you come on here and say something negative or some critique me or f- something mm. and I grow or learn on, from it than me getting a pat on the back. The pat on the back I don't care for. I genuinely, and that, and I've kind of created that in my own mindset probably. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it, but that's just how that's I, right. how I've just, I am. Yeah. Um, I, I should have a better balance. My missus tells me this all the time. She's like, you, and she's actually great for me because she reminds me to be grateful all the mm. time. Like, we'll be sitting around dinner and she'll be like, how lucky are we that we've got like this? Or it's like, we've booked something. Oh, how lucky yeah. are we that, that we can do? And so I always get that reminder. So that's, that's good. That makes me then instantly think about it because I might be thinking about work or yeah. clients or content and then instantly she'll like break that. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, have a balance, but I also am like this, you know, that Gary Vee, like love yourself and all this kind of like, I get it, mm. but you also have to understand what motivates you and drives you. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And people patting me on the back all the time does not motivate me yeah. at all. I, I get, yeah, I hear, yeah. And I think, um, I, I think I can, I can relate to that a little bit because I'm also the sort of person where, if someone tells me that I can't do something or something isn't, I've done something, it wasn't good, I think, I'm going to fucking show you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And I guarantee you attack that with a different mindset. Yeah. That's, that drives me more than most things. Sometimes I create that in my head. If I go for a jog and I see someone running in distance, I create like, letting this, I know it's weird. I have to create these like You got to run games. past them. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it's, sad. it's sad. It's sad. It's <laughs> sad. Um, it's not but, I think it's having that a lot of entrepreneurs have they're competitive which is why you'll find they'll be either into sport or they're training or there'll be something else in that competitive mm. nature that they're just they just love because they like winning and it's also it's hard like being an entrepreneur building a brand building a business being a coach like all these things are hard mm. people might paint the picture that it's easy it's hard so you need to gamify what motivates and drives you and just, they're levers. These are all little levers that you pull to get yourself going. 
you might be unmotivated. Okay, what's the lever? What, what can I get myself to mm. be motivated or inspired or creative? Or like, what what are these levers for you? All these people spouting content to you, mm. it's fine. It's everywhere. So every, my algorithm is polluted with like education, people talking to camera. Right, okay, that resonates. What? Are, how can I apply it to me? Do I disregard it? That's a load of bollocks. Let me try it. <laughs> and then you just, you just, you just take action, right? Yeah. Um, but not everything, like, everyone's just telling that, like, everyone's just talking <laughs> on socials. Everyone's just spouting info. You've got to digest it and then apply it to what means, what it means for you. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's not gospel. It is not gospel. It's just the way, a way that they possibly might have found. Or it might be a way that they read and just copied. Or it might be a way they don't even they don't even know nothing about. They just put it in chat GBT and it gave them some content. <laughs> that is the reality of our world. Yeah. Oh man. Chat chat GPT. Gosh. I can't go on social media without seeing a post about that thing at the minute. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> it's everywhere. And I mean I've yeah. I'll be honest, I've used it. I've used it for for prompts for content topics. And then I'll go away and go, right, okay, how can I then talk about that? I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Mm. What I love about when things like this come along, it create makes people have to evolve. Mm. So the people moaning and whinging, that's cool. But it's coming, right? It's happening. So, okay, again, how can I utilise this thing and how can I leverage it? Mm. Or how do I just, like, like, don't even bother and just crack on with what I'm doing? So all of that is fine, but it's going to happen. The black and white is AI is here mm. and it's happening. You, you've you just got to understand what it means for you. And it might mean nothing for now. Absolutely nothing. Or you might start leveraging it in your business. Like it's, it's, it's brilliant for us if we do like uh, buyer personas or like just trying to get different um, understanding of customer audiences and stuff like that. Brilliant. There's a, there's a, a brilliant way you can leverage ChatGPT that's helped our business, right? Say we get uh, clients, nightmare at um, creating ads or like doing emails, they're just nightmare. Because some of them, like for example, in the finance industry, we need their knowledge to, to write this email. Yeah. We, um, so there's a plugin that you can put into YouTube mm-hmm. and then you go to the client's YouTube and you press the button and it will transcribe the whole thing into chat GPT. And then you literally just say, can you make this a nurture email for da 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 wow. come up with a subject line and restructure it into an email. Problem solved within two minutes. That would have taken a week. That's mad. <laughs> That's it's wicked. Brilliant. How good is that? That like, is so good. Solved. Yeah, problem solved. It's a, it's a tool, isn't it? Because I was having a conversation with someone else recently about... They've been in design for a while. Um, I say a while; it's it's a while for me because I've you know I've I've been doing this solo for two and a half years. They've been running their business for like fifteen or twenty, and they were talking about graphic design and and you know they were talking about Canva and all these things. And I think there was a little bit of fear there. Mm-hmm. You know, are we still going to be are we still going to be valid? You know, there's Canva, there's um, there's you know chat gtp there's there's all these things you can go on fiverr and and i was like look at the end of the day it's just a tool mm. that's how i see them 
Like, if you're trying to create something, say you're trying to create a social media post or an ad or whatever, and you want to use Canva to build that because you, you're you not in a position to invest more either on Fiverr or, you know, one-to-one with uh, a graphic designer. Like, That's cool. I said, everyone's got their levels. And for them, mm. that works for them. And I think you've just got to be mindful that I said to this person that those people aren't necessarily your customer and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So you was telling them who had been in the game longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so they're probably like stuck in the, maybe I'm making assumptions here, but they might be like additional fear because they've been in this so long, right? So they probably have like a certain way to do it. I that's think been... so. I think and so. Yeah. The fear of evolving or what that might look like. Yeah, definitely, worrying. definitely. So let's talk a bit bit about what you do, Danny. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's one thing in particular I want to talk about because I saw you post about it and I was like, what? So did you really create a funnel that generated 7 million in sales for a client? Yeah, I, I actually checked just now before we come <laughs> on because I wanted to be certain. <laughs> So in, since 2020, it's done 20 million in sales. It does around a million to 800K to a million a month. Okay. Please tell me more. <laughs> okay. Um, and I know it's not easy, but I still want to know. <laughs> okay. So ultimately, I don't know if your audience know what sales funds are. I assume they will, right? But to get a, to make those type of sales, right? You need, there needs to be, synergy right there needs to be an irresistible offer or to, uh, an offer that people are in that's in demand right it needs to be a growing market and then you need to have a acquisition machine a sales funnel a system that's going to take them from cold to giving you money yeah those three things in place then you have a funnel that can scale to those numbers now most people, what they have is they'll have an offer, they'll have a sales system, and then they don't have the market demand, mm. which means that it's really hard to grow to the millions. Yeah. Because if there's no demand for what you're selling, or there's is so much demand, there's so many people doing it, it's going to be hard, right? You've got to try something different. So in that client in particular, we had that perfect triangle, and... It's been like, it's been like a Hail Mary for the last three years. It's just been like scaling, scaling. The funnel itself is so easy and basic, you would not even believe it. It is a, it's ads, Facebook, Instagram, Google, being driving traffic to an ebook. Yeah. Simple landing page. On the thank you page, there's an educational video and a book of calling. And what they have is a sales team. Okay. Now, they have like a six or seven sales team, mm. CRM, email nurturing, the whole shebang has been built on the back and we built that. So a lot of that set, those sales are driven by the first purchase being really high. Normally it's like five to someone dropped two, a quarter of a million pounds on one, the first deal. Yeah. And then the resale. The lifetime value of that customer could be anywhere from like 200K up to, to, to 500K. So this is why it's been able to scale so rapidly. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I don't know if that if I'm talking too jargony, let me know. But well, I was, for for those listening, just quickly explain what a sales funnel is, because we assume okay. that everyone listening knows, but maybe people don't. Okay, a sales funnel. Okay, we've got two things, right? You've got your website and a sales funnel. A sales funnel compared to a website. Let's say if I sent you to my website. That is built to typically the normal website that everybody has is built to browse. I.e. I create content. I send you to my website. You're going to have probably like 20, 30 different options on one page that you could do. You might go and look at blogs. You might go and I don't know, read the about us. So that is confusing, yeah. right? That's confusing and it takes, it adds friction and now you don't get a lead. A sales funnel only has one goal and that's to get you to the next step, right? It's to take a customer from um, not knowing who you potentially are to either becoming a lead or making a purchase. So it's just a series of pages with one goal in mind. That's all it is, right? Yeah, yeah. So your piece of content, it'd be like, right, I've got this, I don't know, newsletter, wherever it is, go check it out. You'd send them to a page that they can only opt in on that newsletter. There's nothing else they can do because yeah. that's the that's the message match with what you've been talking about. And that's how you start to get more leads, start to get more sales when you start creating sales funnels towards the products that you have. Okay, got you. So e- e- the only the only um uh, difference ecom right i'm shopping you're going to send them to your website because that's what they're going to go and purchase but i'm talking here most service businesses coaches agencies that that's what i'm talking about here yeah absolutely so <clears throat> would you say that sales funnel is something that every every business every brand should have then what type of business and what type of brand? Okay, let's say you're um, just thinking about a client of mine. Okay, let's say you're a body and conditioning coach. One million percent. Okay, let's one, say one true. Any type of coach yeah. should have a sales funnel. Don't even think about a website. Forget your. If you're a coach, if you're an agency, I would even say agency. Like if you're a ads agency. You're better off having a sales funnel than having a website. If you're now like a brand consultant or brand agency, you might want to have a website because you want to showcase your portfolio and case studies. But it depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to make money and get leads, you would have a sales funnel. Okay, pretty much everyone that I work with, that's, that's the main thing. Yeah. And that's the thing that they struggle with a lot, um, you know, sales and marketing. Um, well, what are we told when you create a business? Get business cards, create a business plan, yeah. create a website, do create a logo, do all of that. Uh, you spend all that time, energy doing it, but then you're even further behind because you now have invested money and time and you, you probably haven't been making sales in that time. Got you. So what's the, the, the co- world's changed? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work like that anymore. No. You can create a piece of content and someone reach out to you, and you can make a sale. Don't even need pages; they just DM you. That's true. I saw I saw that um, recently on TikTok. 
this girl, her dad had written a book, been writing this book for years, and then she set him up with a TikTok page. They did a video, I don't know if you saw it, I of him like, scrolling and he trying, she was showing him how to use the phone and what to tap on. And he's there in his jeans with his braces and everything. It was so cute, so heartwarming. He started welling up when he saw just how many people had engaged and then bought his book. Bought his book, yeah. 14 years or something he'd been writing it, right? And he, and just power of TikTok. Incredible. Yes, it is incredible. It really is. It really, really is. And uh, most people don't... Look, I mean, the chances of that happening, obviously slim to, slim to none for businesses mm. but it's not impossible it's not impossible um but yeah this is it yeah i think it's just it was so authentic and real as well and i think mm. that's the thing now like a lot it's really obvious when someone's not doing that on social media you can you can spot the bullshit from from a mile away um yeah i mean what do you think the dangers are of having uh, an inauthentic brand because obviously you've got your personal brand and you've got Gravity Seven. Yeah, I don't try. Any, I don't even try. The size of my agency, we're not huge, like a seven seven person team. So I don't even try and build my Gravity Seven brand at the minute mm. um, because I just don't have the personnel to. I struggle to keep up with my own personal brand, let alone the both. Um, I, I, you can grow faster on social platforms using leveraging a personal brand in my opinion unless you're exceptionally good at con- uh, creating content um but yeah personal brands seem to scale a little bit faster scaling full stop on social media right now is a nightmare like getting more views reach it's a nightmare it's a nightmare and it's a game that will actually drive you crazy uh so this, I was speaking to my team about this today. It's like, you need a brand. You need to first understand who you are, who you help, what, like, what you can, what, what you do and how, and what you're going to sell, sell that at. Yeah? yeah. So once you've got to understand that, I think people dive into like personal brand. Do I need to like get a logo and, you know, what am I, and do a brand identity? For me, that might be a reason why you procrastinate. Yeah. Like that might be another build a website. What you should do is understand your values, understand who you help and understand what, how you help them. And once you do know that, at least you start putting out consistent content. I agree. You know, totally. Don't agree. even expect it to be quality yet. Just like consistent <laughs> first. Yeah. Which most people will just like, you're already going to be ahead of someone by building the muscle of consistency. Good, mm. bad, like how bad your content is. Then once you get consistent, you will then naturally get better and you start putting out better content. And then I would start to spend money on potentially branding and things like that nature. Yeah, but- I totally agree. Like, and I've, I've said this before, like people will, will approach me and say, okay, I need a logo. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I can do a logo, but why do you need one? And nine times out of 10, I haven't got a brand strategy. And I'm like, wow, figuring out your values, why, how are you going to position yourself? Why should people care? Like, what are you, what's this actually all about? Like, mm. figure that stuff out first before you go and do the 
the fancy stuff, the visuals, the logo, the look and feel, the colours. Oh, I want this font. Because otherwise, what are you actually, you know, branding? You're not, you're branding nothing. No. Well, they, uh, the, the big problem with branding is people don't actually understand what it is. They don't know. S- small to medium, no, small businesses definitely don't know. Mm. Not many personal brands actually know. So... You know, talking to a body conditioning coach about branding, you might as well be speaking a different language. Like, they want a logo. You know, they want the guy and the girl with the dumbbell in the hand and, yeah. fa- you know, like, they want that. <laughs> that's what they've seen. That's yeah. what they want. Um, <laughs> so I'm not saying branding isn't not, it isn't important, but it's like, why? Yeah. It's like, why do you need it? Mm. Like you said. And then what is that going to enable you to do? Um, my branding when I first started was Dane Walker sending me a color palette and it's like with the first seven carousels was like all different and then he sent me the uh, red and I was like oh, I love that that, yeah. was my, that was my brand color black, yeah. red, white yeah. you still got it <laughs> I still have it yeah I've tried to come away from it but even then someone done me a logo I don't use there's nowhere for me to even put the logo like I don't it's on my YouTube channel mm. um, and I'm you know, doing okay, like without that. (laughs) And I'm not saying branding isn't important. What's more important is understanding your values, who you help, um, and, and what you can do for them. Yeah. Which, which is, is what in my world is brand strategy. Yeah. The strategy part's key. Yeah. So key. Cause it's like, it's like, I was trying to relate it. Like, it's like having a new recipe and not having the method. Mm. Like you've got all the ingredients. So what do we do with it? Yeah. There's no step by step. Like there's no map. There's no, you get, you get this first. You need, you need two eggs and then you put the flour in. And like, if you don't know, everyone's going to come out with something different. And it probably ain't going to be too good. You got to have that plan first, right? Yeah. Agreed. You do. I, um, I definitely, I speak to, I've got a lot of friends that are in like branding, brand strategy, even like Dana, obviously I've got a good relationship with Dana. And, um, I just don't actually think many people building a personal brand, one, understand brand and two, know the value of investing in it and three, need sales desperately more than they need a brand, but a better brand will enable more sales. <laughs> totally. But it's, chick, it's chicken and egg. Because yeah. I'm a salesperson. I'm going to tell you to get sales first. <laughs> because, but then I'm, but then I also understand is you do need to do the brand at some point. Like you do definitely need to do the branding elements at some point. Yeah, yeah. But every, it's not a black and white. Not, no. It's not an absolute. Mm. It's I a, say that to people like if you've got bills to pay, like trying to figure out your your brand strategy and and the logo no <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and i've yeah. done that i've done that to people because you know we go through a series of questions and i ask them about well how are you you want to invest where's the money coming from and then we get into that conversation and i'm like well actually if that's if that's where you're at maybe you shouldn't be spending money on this because you just mm. need to get money in the bank you know mm. come back to me when 
you're in a better position financially in this and you won't then be so emotionally attached to what we're doing. Agreed. Spot on. Yeah. yeah. I do it the same with ads. Like people that want to run to ads, normally out of desperation because they're in the same place, right? Yeah. So I've heard ads work and I'm like, I'm not going to be the person that takes your last pound yeah. and then you not get the result because you need clients like that you're going to have to. I normally what I do from an agency point of view the fees are a lot higher right so I'll either point them back to either a freelancer that's going to be a cheaper rate or I'll just honestly say look don't even touch this yeah um, I know we spoke about sales funnels earlier but primarily what I think the most pe- most people struggle with but they don't know is that their offer their offers so what they actually sell is not packaged in the right way. Okay. So their offers are weak. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't land. You see these coaches do it all the time. I've got five five more spaces. They ain't got got about. They could take on twenty. Yeah. You know they're desperate for clients that they're not packaging their offers in a way that make it easy to make sales. Got yeah. That that's got what you. I see happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Again, I've got I've got the the food analogy. I like my food. What can I say? I've got food on the brain. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. And it's like you know, you go to you go to some restaurants, and the menus menu is so confusing, and they've got like so many different options, and then you're like, "Whoa, like do like can I have? Is that start just a starter, or where are the mains and like?" Okay, it's a la carte, is that, but then there's the specials as well. And, and it's in that fancy writing, it's yeah. in that swirly writing that you can't read. <laughs> and then you're looking for the English part underneath. I know the menu, man. I know. I get it. And it's like, oh, it's so overwhelming. But then you go to other places and you just, it's so clear. There's normally not loads of stuff on the menu. And it's like, bam, I'm having that to start. That's my main. And actually, if I get a dessert as well, I get a fiver off. So let me have a dessert. Job done. And there's like three options for each, four each. Job done. That's why I love food markets. They normally have like four things, like five things. Easy. It's easy, isn't it? It's easy. And this this is it, right? We've come out of the era of like really complex funnels, like loads of stages, loads of steps. People, still some of them still work. But it's now about trust and friction. Forget sales funnels, forget everyone doing. Like, how much trust do you have in the marketplace? Like, how many people actually know who you are? Yeah. And know what you provide? Okay. And then how quickly can we get them into a buy-in opportunity? Mm. If you just ask yourself that question, you will know where to start. Because if no one knows who you are, and no one knows who your offers are. You need to start there. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Forget everything else. That's that's a starting point. Whether it's strategy, you just need to start there. Then it's like, okay, now I'm now people are starting to understand what I do, who I help. I'm putting content out, getting results. How do I get them to buy? Like, how do I get them to take action on reaching out? Yeah. And that doesn't even normally need a funnel to get that part going. It could just be content and really, really, uh, does it be high quality, really valuable or engaging content that leads to a conversation? 
Yeah, which is why having a call to action. I see that all the time with posts. Mm. I see it with my students. Like I always yeah. say to them, okay, you, you're creating something, but what do you want people to do when they see this? Yeah. That's the important bit. What's your call to action? Great question. Yeah. And I think often people miss that, that they're so caught up in creating the content that they've forgotten about what it actually, why the content's even there. Mm-hmm. because they're thinking, oh, I've got to post on social media every day or I need to get more followers. Well, actually, what's what's the main goal? Is it just yeah. to get followers or is it so that people reach out so you can make some sales? Yeah, spot on. What type of, like, followers, like, follow account do they normally have your students? Are they, like, just starting? Are yeah, they, like, a lot of them are just starting. The thing, the thing I'm finding now is a lot of the students, they'll be, they've got little side horses going on I love it you know they've got an Instagram they've got a few hundred followers yeah they've put student and freelance on on their handle and everything and I'm like go on yeah but I always say to them look if you want you want people to reach out you want to get experience you want some jobs like you've got to make it really clear that people can actually reach out to you and contact Mm. you that you're you're open for them to do that Mm. People it sounds think, obvious, but I, I um, people like turn their nose up again. People talking absolutes, but free is the if you're if you're at that stage, if you don't have work or you're not showcasing any because you've got no clients, free is the best thing you can do. Is the best thing because one, you'll get client out of it. Two, you're going to get better. Three, you can create content off of it. Yeah. Four, you can leverage that content to win someone else that could pay if it's good enough. And loads of people turn their nose up at doing free work, but it really just depends on what stage you're at in your career. That's totally. the that's the question: is where are you actually at? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got to be, sh- be honest with yourself. Like I, I remember doing free work in back in the day, or doing like doing a job for like a tenner, thirty quid when yeah. I was a student, because I was like, well, I haven't got any work and I need some experience. So actually, it's not it's not just about the money at the start. It's, well, if I show them what I can do, can they send more people my way? And is this a piece that can go in my portfolio? And yeah. is this going to give me an industry that I'm interested in doing work for? Like, There's so many other things beyond just getting paid at the start. Do you think pe- most people don't have that? I don't know. Some some people do. They don't have that insight. I remember when I uh, first started getting into marketing, like eleven or something years ago, and uh, I uh, started building landing pages. I built like over five hundred landing pages. Wow! And um, those first landing pages, all I did was I would go to a really nice landing page, like Slack, something that was like was going to stretch me, and I would try and recreate that same landing page. Yeah, like literally, like, and by doing that, I was just getting better at creating a level that was beyond where I was at. That's smart. I wish content was around back then. I just wasn't create. I just wasn't on my radar. Um, but could you imagine? Right, I said this to a designer the other day. He's like, I need to get clients. I was like, How much time have you got? So I've got time. I haven't got clients. I was like, So, what are you doing? To what's your output to get clients? I'm going to try doing cold email. I was like, no, don't do that. Get a hit list 
what type of design do you want to do? And he was like, oh, I want to do this. He reeled off this massive list. I was like, right, stop. What is the most, um, what's the thing that you enjoy doing the most? And he was like, ads. I was like, okay. Go to Facebook ad library, type in all of the coaches or the big guys that run ads. Yeah, look at their ad or, or e-com products, whatever you think, create a hit list. And then look at all the ads they're running on Facebook ad library and redesign ads for them. Just redesign ads to your ability and say, listen, I create ad creative packages for coaches, consultants or e-commerce and I thought I'd share this one with you and just see if they're was open to a conversation. At worst, you could use it as content and say, hey, look, I just created this. At best, they're going to go, this is better than our creative if you're yeah. good. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. You've got yourself a client. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. Now, if you're the established designer, you're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do that. <laughs> if you're in the trenches, why would you not do that? Yeah. I think it's... Um, I think sometimes people want the easy way. I mean, it's... Well. It's 100%. And, and I don't know if they're in enough pain, right, to actually do it as well. Mm. I think we all we all want the easy way. Even me lately, I've been like training. I've been, you know, like if you follow me, you know I like my training. I've been <laughs> slack. Like I can't even begin to tell you how bad I've been slacking. I'm just like, my, I'm just, I'm just liking it easy. But you, are you just tired though? Nah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm tired. I'm always <laughs> tired. Like when are we not tired? Um, I've just been weak. Yeah. So okay. naturally, we want to turn to the easy route. Our brains are designed mm. to go the easy route. This is they true. Just, they this they is just true. are. I think for me, I mean, I look back at, sometimes I look back at, like, previous jobs that I had to do. Things that I, you know, things that, like, not having time to go to the gym, not being able to. And I, th I think back to when... I wanted that and I couldn't because I was mm. I was restricted on on my time. I didn't I didn't have those options and now I do. I can I can have normally a Thursday morning off, go to a gym, you know, take my time, have have a nice breakfast, all of that. And then I go, do I want to go to the gym? Yeah, I do. Mm. So sometimes that gives me the remembering when I wanted to do it and I couldn't and going actually yeah. take advantage of the opportunity now, Danielle. But it is hard. Um is there a least favourite job you've ever had? I've, do you know what? I've been really fortunate because I left school and I went straight into football. So ah. when I left school, I went into professional football or like I was an apprenticeship at Brentford. Um, so I had a really like different upbringing, like introduction to the workplace. I was introduced to football. I was training with men like from 16 so I was in that environment where it's, it's competitive competitive you're trying to prove mm. your worth you're trying yeah. to build get into the team um, there was a and then after that I was a PT person trainer and then after that I went into high high ticket sales and then I just created the market so I, I wouldn't say I hated any of those at all um, yeah I, I wouldn't say I've, I've had a bad job I think yeah, I just haven't. I've been very fortunate. I've That's been very good. fortunate. What made you... So, why did you leave football? 
I got released. Yeah, I got released. So I got released. Uh, new manager came in and he mm. just had to save the club, basically. And he just had to create some payroll and he just got rid of all of the reserve players. And I was just on that list. Just a name on the list. How did you manage that? Uh, I was heartbroken at the time, but... I've, I think I've told people this before. Like, I never really, Brentford at that point, but it's in like League Two, it was never, they weren't going to go, they weren't going nowhere. There's no money. It was, and I never saw myself. I didn't have the self belief to think that I was good enough. So I never saw myself as going to the heights that I would need to, to make a career out of this. I might go League Two and then, but what's, what happens at 30 or 40 or wherever it is when yeah. you have to retire? So I had this in my head. So I'm, I'm almost like playing with one, one leg really in my mind. Um, so as much as heartbroken, it kind of reaffirmed that I wasn't good enough. So I then played semi pro and I just had to rebuild what I was about because up until that point, I was Danny the footballer. I didn't have an identity. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Um, and then I started a personal training business and started doing personal training, started making money. Uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't make more than like four grand ish a month. I was like, oh, I'm working all the hours on the sun. There was no online program then days. There was none of that online coaching. So I was just like, I need to find something else that I can. I still had ambition. I still yeah, wanted to earn yeah, more. Yeah. And I, uh, and my good pal, I hadn't seen for years, drove past in a Porsche. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he, he got me a job doing high ticket sales. Ah, and that's that's how I got into that game. Wow, wicked! And here you are. Yeah, still growing, <laughs> <laughs> still growing, man. Like so, still growing. yeah, you got into high ticket sales. So I mean, it wasn't until I became a business owner that I realised that I wasn't in the brand and marketing business. I was in the sales business. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. That's yeah. true. I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, but it's, I'm not a natural, I don't, you know, I'm, obviously no one's born being a natural salesperson, but it's, it's not something that came easy to me because it's, and it still isn't because it's, no. it's not something I had to do before. So that being said, do you have any sales tips then for people that aren't, you know, they're non-sales professionals or they're introvert. Yeah, I'm. that's me, by the way. You might not think what? it. What? Introvert? I, 100%. Get out. <laughs> if I had my, my missus here right now, she'd be like, I don't I don't talk to anyone at the school. I, like, small talk for me is like, honestly, like I would avoid, pe- I avoid parents at school. Like, I'm terrible. Oh, I'm so bad. This is why when people see where, like, my content and that, they don't understand how many hurdles I've had to overcome internally with confidence, belief. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like that's one thing I can honestly say I'm proud of myself about because people just see the end product. They don't understand. They just really don't. So going back to sales, when I got that job, I couldn't even pick the phone up to make a call. I was that afraid. I could, I I literally, I was that bad to call people. I was actually pretending to, that people were picked up and I was pretending to have fake conversations. And it wasn't until the manager could listen into the calls, which I didn't know. And he's like, why do you keep hanging up on people? 
Uh, and I was like, oh. I mean, this this opportunity was incredible. Like, I, I it, he made me wait a whole year to get this job, and there was me because I was so scared of doing sales, fear, overwhelm. I just I couldn't do it. So, um, it is hard as an introvert. The way I got better is I just admitted where I was at, which is the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is preparation. Right, my biggest thing, and this is going to be case by case. My biggest thing was the fear of rejection, and what people thought of me. So other people, other people around me listening, how bad I was, but also the person on the phone thinking I'm bad. Right. Yeah. So there were two things that were really bad. So I got the best people in the room's phone calls, and listened to those over and over. And then I was like, okay, if my fear of rejection or objections. I need to I need to help I need to help around this. And what I realize is there's only really 10 to 15 objections anyone's ever going to have around your service. Does it? You might even struggle to get over 10. Well, what are they? Really? Ultimately it's going to be time, another deci- another person on decision, it. money. Yeah. How do I know it's going to work? I mean even that. Yeah. So okay, so here's the first thing. Write down all the objections and write down what you think they're trying to say, how they might be feeling, and your response. Mm. So at least then you can go into a call, one, being empathetic to where they're at, and two, you have a you have a plan of what you're going to say. The truth is an objection normally is a buying signal. Most objections, if handled correctly, there are buying. So what you just said to me, how do I know it's going to work? What are they saying to themselves? This might actually work. Yeah. But I need to be reassured. So once yeah. I understood that, I was like, someone said to me, what are you on about objections? They're buying signals. If you handle someone with an objection, the likelihood of them to buy is so much higher than someone just goes, yeah, 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 because they're the ones that are going to ghost you. They go missing on you. <laughs> so when I got that, I was like, okay, the sale actually begins when you get an objection. Because they're considering it working in their heads. They're going through the process of applying it and having it and got you. Not always, though. But even if you tell yourself that and you think that, you're going to be more helpful. You won't think, oh, it's an objection. You'll think, okay, what are they trying to say? Okay. Um, So all of this prep, listening, uh, planning, then now you can go into a call with a a little bit of a structure if something goes wrong. Hmm. I would always say have a, I'm terrible like scripts. I can't read like, listen, I just, I have bullet points of questions I need to ask. Um, and in your game and my game, which is like, you don't really need to convince really. It's about, are you even a good fit for me? Yeah. That's what I normally go into calls with now. It's like, <laughs> I, I, how much a headache are you going to be? Can I actually help you? Um, and, like, what's your, what's your attitude like? Like, what's, how do you see, like, that's, could I go and have a beer with you? <laughs> like, because it's in this service game, sometimes when you're small, taking on one bad client could be the worst thing you possibly can do. Yeah. Been there, done that. It's happened once, it ain't happening again. Ah, uh, I've learned, I've had to learn a few times. Because oh. sometimes it changes, right? If your balance, bank balance is low, you go, ah, oh, yeah, okay, do it. And then, yeah. Causes and then problems. you go, oh, why have I... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why have I done that? Um, so going back to the whole introvert, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, totally, totally. Because I'm, I'm 
I'm the opposite. I'm not. I'm not an introvert. I'm I'm naturally an extrovert. I I'm the sort of person that I see someone I don't know and and they're wearing something nice and I will tell them. Like, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's like, good. I just do. So, that's but good. the sales thing. And I'll be. What's the biggest fear? Stuff. Yeah. What's the biggest fear? What's the biggest fear with sales or biggest challenge? Um. Yeah, rejection. So you know what you need to do, right? Mm. Get rejected over and over. Like literally, you have to because the muscle. Okay, let me break this down. Like, what is the rejection though? Uh, someone saying no, and then me feeling like. I suppose it's like imposter syndrome because it's happened in the past where cut a long story short, I, I went through a period of time <clears throat> working for someone and they made me feel like I wasn't good at my job. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew I was, but they, they grounded me down mm-hmm. and made me feel like I wasn't a good designer. I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't deserve more money. I didn't deserve more responsibility. And I started to believe it. Yeah. And that's still, um, that's still kind of there a little bit, really. That yeah. fear of, but no, I know I'm good enough. I'm going to prove it, and then I'm. I, f- I feel like sometimes I'm still trying to prove myself that I am, even though mm. I know I am. It's, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> no, I hear that. I'm always like that. By the way, mm. um, I always have that on my shoulder. Do you know what? Be really good. There's, I would recommend someone if you if you. If you don't have that naturally or you, you're in that space, yeah, and I've been there so I can honestly say this, and I some, I'm, even now, like, I just rehired my old coach. You need someone to be not not your partner or friends. You need someone that is pumping you with their confidence or reassure. Like, you just need, you need someone that is supporting you in that. Me personally, that's been the biggest yeah. impact is having your having a network or support system that reaffirms the truth because you ain't seeing it. <laughs> that's what I normally like. I'm like, okay, oh, actually, the second thing is your results. Like, whenever I feel like that, I go and look at all of my clients and how much money I'm making. Mm, and I normally, some, yeah, that's something uh, I don't do. Uh, it's hard we brand in as well. No. Go 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 get a put get get a page. I don't know where it is, and just fill it with results. Or get tabs on your computer. Yeah, that is all your clients' logos, things that they've said. Like get this folder, and get it together. And then before you get on a sales call, just go and have a little look for all the stuff that you've done. Mm. Be like, huh? You literally be like, what? <laughs> what? What am I talking about? Yeah. Just see, all you need is something to trigger you out of that. Like. That lie that you're telling yourself. Because <laughs> it is a lie. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm smiling because I'm like, I hear it all the time. I mean, my business coach said that. Like, going back to the, the person that I was kind of reassuring about Canva and all these other things being at all. They've been doing this longer than me, yeah. Mm. My, my knowledge and mindset around that area and around strategy... It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, so it's better. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so basically, get someone. You got sound like you got a business coach. I don't mm. know the arrangement. My coach, I'll be messaging. I'll leave him voice note and be like, "This is this is what's going on," and he'll send me a response and be like, oh, "Damn, 
So that instant feedback, if you haven't got that spine, you have to create it for yourself. So what are the things that will validate the fact that you know that you do, you're good? And you just like, all you're looking for is triggers to, to snap you out of that feeling. And then the other thing is then go into a call, a sales call, prepared, look over already in your head, knowing what you might help them with if you have the time. And you also already know that the results you can get. It's now just a case of if I genuinely like you and I can actually help you. And if I can't, that's okay. Or if you can't go ahead, that's fine. Another thing that tells me, and uh, it probably means you don't have enough lead flow into the business. Because if you had enough lead flow coming into the business, you, you would have to, you would be forced out of that feeling quicker. Got Yeah. Yeah. So I feel you, like this is turning into a mini coaching session. <laughs> No, but there's a lot of people here that feel like that. Even yeah. me, I haven't had any lead flow for the last two months for my business because I've been trying to do content, I'm doing all this stuff, content reach, none of that's really working, building out a new campaign. Even me now getting on the first sales call, I had one Tuesday, I was rusty as hell. I was like feeling a little bit insecure, worried about what I'm going to sell them. So I was like, but that's that's fine. It's just it's, It just means you probably haven't got enough coming in to, to get that reps but, and yeah. sets in yeah yeah ah oh, wow this is i'll tell you what this is just being authentic man for sure <laughs> this is good i don't know any other way to be i tried that i really did try doing that Earn it's, it. it's it the best way work. to be danny it really is so um before we wrap up i just want to ask is there anything that you hoped I'd asked you that I haven't? Um, is there anything you'd hoped me you'd ask me? Yeah. Is there anything you were thinking, oh, I really hope, I really hope Danielle asked me that and I haven't? No, because I feel yeah. like, no, not at all. And I, and I feel like it's been an authentic conversation. Yeah. What I will say to people listening in is you, right now, if you're trying to grow, if you're in that early stages of growth, whether you're just starting your business, you've just started, uh, you're trying to plan your business, you've just started it, or you're trying to scale it, right? You, there's, there's three things that you need to focus on. Getting more people knowing who you are, getting more people seeing your offers, and getting more people into a sales conversation. Like They're the three things you really should be focusing to survive. It's not, it's not doing anything else. It's just genuinely not. Um... Yeah, everything else is a distraction. Yeah, you trying to do Alex Hormozzi videos is a distraction. Like you just gotta, you just gotta get that going, and then you'll make sales, and then you'll start to grow. Like I think I I've got a boot camp that I'm gonna be launching in March uh, for coaches, agency owners. It's it's gonna be twenty seven dollars. It's gonna be four days. Um. $27 for four days. Four days, not live. It's going to be online Zoom calls. Yeah, okay. Um, still, that's, that's, a, that's a good deal, man. Yeah, because this is what's happening in my agency. Typically, we get coaches to a point where we are profit share. So we're performance-based agency. So we get paid off the back of the money, the net profit you make. Yeah? Yeah. Now, to get you to that point is an investment. 
And I've been creating my personal brand and my content and everything else for like last three years. And I've never, never had smaller products or packages that I could help starter out coaches with. Just haven't. So my goal with the boot camp is one, to learn where everybody's at. But two, then be able to create something off the back end of that that actually serves them. That can get us, get them to the point where we could work together. Got yeah, got you. So that's why it's at that price point. I want people in it. I want people using it. I want them giving me feedback so that I can actually create something that helps them that long term we potentially might be able to work together. Love that. Love that, Danny. So if people want to start to follow you and, and find out more about everything you've talked about, how do they do that? Head to Instagram, Danny Allen Page. Uh, and yeah, follow me. Drop me a DM if you've listened to this. I've got a stand store in there. There's like, a couple, there's a, I actually can join the waitlist for the bootcamp in my link in my bio. Awesome, wicked. Thank you so much for today. It's been awesome, been brilliant having you on. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure finally speaking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, man. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tuning into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. We want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a show tone. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. Mm -hmm.